And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Now we're recording. What do you, what do you call this place? West Side Collector Car Storage? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm with Matt Farah. It's Spike first and Matt Ferrer. You got the both of us. Uh, At my place of business. In this uh, series, I've been doing these, like, uh, these two-man shows just because I've been very busy working, uh-huh. and uh, I found them to be very relaxing. I, I-, I listened to the show for the first time. Because you've got three alphas on each other, it's, gets, it's aggressive? Yes, that. And there's also something nice about two people just chatting. I find it to be... I found it to be relaxing that I was the third person in the car listening in. Mm. So I did one with uh, Johnny. I did one with Zuckerman. I did one with Jerry and and number five. Well, maybe that's maybe that should be your format. I mean, Matt maybe Farrah. it's just maybe it's better. No, I we like, started studying on the Smoking Tire podcast our yep. numbers, mm-hmm. and we learned that the shows with me and Zach, just right. me and Zach, yes. performed better than all but the biggest celebrities correct yeah that's exactly right i think it was because people understood what they were getting into before they you know in an on-demand listening world people don't like to be given like new things they like the world of the familiar they want to know what they're getting i can tell you um and i I admittedly don't know everything about entertainment but i've been in the business for a long time and in this particular genre podcasts talk shows personality shows People turn in for the people who host the show. I know. You told me that once. It's true. And there's your data to prove it. Yeah. And then every once in a while, you can put a celebrity in there and it pops way up. But there you become- Only if the celebrity shares the show with their audience. Right. If the celebrity shares the show with their audience, then it's good. You don't have any sort of clock, so we could see how. how uh, I'm wearing a Rolex Skydweller. Do you want? I'm just going to keep checking the time this way. It, It is true. They. They become your friends. They're yeah. listening right now, nodding, going, yeah, we feel like we're friends with uh, probably more of you than me. They like the other well, folks when they, better. When but... they come up to me in public and say <laughs> things that are the kind of things that old friends would say to me. <laughs> like? I mean, you know, I, just, I, I end up having a lot of one-sided conversations with people. You know, someone comes up to you, you've never met them before. They know the names of all your cats. That's true. You someone know, knew my like dog that. the other day. Yeah, someone it's... said, how's Gopher? That really impressed Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah got my wife got stopped in the airport by a fan. Really? Yeah, I was. I was. She. She had. She was into it. Actually, she liked it. Was it Zuckerman? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I seen. Hey, I seen you on the interwebs. <laughs> can I buy some time with you? Can I send you a token? Uh, can I send you an <laughs> NFT? It'll be worth millions. <laughs> When is that all going to fall apart, the NFT? Oh, soon. Soon, right? Yeah, soon. Yeah? Did you see, I mean, my favorite my favorite news story of the year? What? It's the guy who bought Jack Dorsey's first tweet as an NFT yeah. for $2.9 million in March of 2021 and went to go sell it, and it got 6800 bucks. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some losses he'll be able to carry months, forward. 12 yeah. months. Ima- just imagine, and people think buying cars is dumb. What kind of, Imagine you bought... Bought a mint condition, fifteen mm-hmm. hundred mile Porsche nine fifty nine mm-hmm. for two point nine million dollars mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. You think you'd have lost every penny of it a year later? 
<laughs> think the maintenance costs would outweigh that? <laughs> what an incredible loss. As you know, you can carry those losses forward. So he, for the rest of his life, he's got losses. He's not paying taxes. That he's going to carry forward. But oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a trendy nature to all of that stuff. Like they're hot for a minute, like for a day or right. two. And, and the then... problem is when the underlying value of the item is zero. Right. Right. When Jack Dorsey, the Twitter guy, says, I'm going to sell my first tweet, there's a level of hype behind it, right? right. And excitement that week. Right. But the fucking next guy, mm -hmm. now you've bought it. Now you've spent all this money and you have it. What do you do with it? You just post it on your Twitter feed every day? How do you remind people that it even exists? It's not a thing, it's right. Not a thing. It's not a thing. But look, I'm totally with you on this. <laughs> I watch my kids play these video games. They started with Fortnite, now it's Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and they are always going, hey, I want money for a new skin. Or they get money for their birthday, and then they buy this thing. I bought the This Pack for yeah. 50 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're buying air, you're buying nothing. <laughs> you know, you wear it in the game, but show it to me when your, your computer's off. You right. can't, you, you should can't. be careful about continuing to enrich these, these gaming companies, yeah. but they don't see it that way. So yeah. is, is there a future in this stuff or not? It's I mean, I think the, right? the, the decentralized technology, the blockchain technology yeah. will find practical purposes eventually. Right. But right now, it's a what digital it, Ponzi scheme. Right now, what yeah. it is best used <laughs> yes. for is for people with an audience who have the ability to hype shit. Yes. To extract cash quickly, U.S. dollars. Yes. From people who have fear of missing out and want to get in on the trend. The what I'm, you know, the beginnings of this were called the pyramid scheme. It right. may even be before your time, but I remember being a, a waiter and someone coming up to me going, you know, all you have to do is put in twenty five hundred. Bucks yeah. <laughs> and you pay it up, and then yeah. when you're at the top of the pyramid, you get a hundred thousand dollars, right. right? Yeah, you lose your 2,500 bucks, <laughs> and then you lose contact with the people who got you in there. It was yeah. this pyramid scheme, and someone was getting enriched, but ye I always lost, yeah. Now I and then it went away and now I think it came back as this digital stuff. Well, you it's, get excited, it's a new kind of unregulated security. It's unregulated, yeah. right? And and people aren't aware of Ponzi schemes or pyramid schemes. And it, all the money goes in and you wait and then you're screwed. <laughs> then it turns out you've spent three million dollars on a tweet that I could just go on Twitter and screenshot. <laughs> That's crazy. We will talk about cars, ladies and gentlemen. But Eventually. first, let's talk this is more fun. <laughs> about every plate. Dinner is unavoidable, and it's, it's something we plan around almost every day when you think about the time that goes into deciding what to eat. Shopping, prepping, and cooking dinner can really add up. Ensure alternatives like takeout and delivery are convenient, but they can quickly burn a hole in your wallet. Enter every plate. America's best value meal kit. Let me tell you something, Matt Ferrer. Forget about value. Uh, my wife, the, you know, I forgot these. The we, every plate is our sponsor. They sent two boxes of stuff, right? Yeah. I come home and I had I had this delicious citrus pork tacos, and I'm like, where did this come from? She goes, that that sponsor every plate that you have, <laughs> like nice. It's a great Coming value. Coming home to food is excellent. The food was delicious, Sweet. and again, and once again, it, it's like for four nights in in a row. And this is no criticism. My wife works very hard with the kids. She's taking care of everything while I'm working on this movie. 
She cooked dinner every night with this kit. And I said, do you really love it that much? She goes, I do because it's got the recipe. It's got all the food. I didn't have to go out shopping. You're still cooking. It's just you're not doing the annoying parts of the cooking. Yeah. And she makes it and whoever eats it. I eat, I ate it every time. I was off I was off my diet four nights in a row. I came home and ate all the tacos and then the chicken meatballs the next night. That that's my pitch for every plate. And you guys, yeah, you're gonna love what they have for you here. Uh, let's see. Every you got, plate. You got a code for them? You can try every plate for just a dollar seventy nine a meal. Dollar seventy nine a meal. It's cheap. It's delicious uh, by going to everyplate.com, entering code SPIKE179. Get started with every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code SPIKE179. That's a $104 value. But look, sincerely, every plate. Pork tacos. <laughs> You'll eat way too many of them. You'll eat way too many. I just, I, you know how like tacos have gotten real fancy in LA? You know, it's fancy. It, not like, not like your, your your Mexican street taco is still yeah. still the classic. But right. like the other night, I was like, I'm gonna make tacos that are like my mom made in the '90s. Your mom made tacos in the '90s? Not like from scratch, but like the Ortega or whatever really? kits. Yeah, the kits. I didn't think they made tacos <laughs> east of the Mississippi. They never saw like one until I came to California. Yeah, there were occasional tacos. Wow, but like hard sh- hard shell. I hadn't I hadn't had a hard shell taco yeah, in like yeah. a long time. God damn, was it good? <laughs> it was That's, yeah, no, it's great. I was, like, I was like, oh yeah, this is why I like. We this. have Taco Tuesday in my house, and they're, they're crunchy and delicious. Let's talk cars. Kay. First of all, I want I really wanted to come in because I saw you had a new job. Congratulations, oh, Road and Track. Editor-at-large. Ed- Editor-at-large. Do you know what that means? I don't. And I know when I saw it announced, I went, I don't think Matt knows what it means. I did Because then it. you had to issue a correction. I did, I did but, but honestly, congratulations. <laughs> and tell us all about it. What does that mean? I, he go, Mike Guy, who's the editor-in-chief, is like, I, I, want, you to, I want you to be... I love Mike. Uh, Mike's awesome. Who we were hanging with. Yeah, he's recently. great. Right. I want you, and and he supported me when he was at the drive before this, mm-hmm. and and I've been writing for them freelance for for a few years now. I I love writing for Road and Track because it's the magazine I read growing up, you know, and 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 you know when you're when you're a kid reading car magazines, it never seemed like the kind of job that was like that regular people could do or mm-hmm. that like was attainable or achievable it seemed like you had to be some some giant some special person to do it and so that i get to actually have that job now is pretty amazing so editor at large i found out i always read it it sounds like uh it sounds like someone who came out of retirement or something to do the job you know yeah or um, you're missing in the forest it's right the editor at large <laughs> yeah. he's gone no it literally means you you write the the large pieces oh wow the big the big comparison tests the big features mm-hmm. the big travel pieces and so um so you really love to write you I love, love it. it really I love it you love the loneliness and facing the blank page <laughs> i love being able to sit in front of a typewriter with a whiskey and <laughs> hate myself no i i after so many years of making videos like right. with the videos you have to get it all out right there while you're doing it you know, most of the time, if you're if you're Anthony Bourdain or Jeremy Clarkson, you have a little more breathing room. Only but, one has more breathing room. Uh, oof. <laughs> but go ahead. That's fucking cold, but funny. I didn't bring him up. That's you dark, didn't. but funny. <laughs> um, um, you know, when you're doing YouTube videos, you, you yes. really got to get it all out right. in the car while you're there, real time. You don't always remember everything. You don't always say everything in the 
best possible way it mm-hmm. could be said. I happen to be pretty good at that, but like, you know, nobody's perfect. But with writing, you get to have the experience and then go home and think about it, go for a bike ride, clear your head, mull it around, have mm-hmm. some ideas, come up with some thoughts, decide that this paragraph is better here, decide that this paragraph isn't necessary, decide that there's a better metaphor. You know, you're a writer, you get it. And so do you when you drive a car, so you yeah. just get out of a car. Yeah. Do you you know do you have a do you have a premise before you sit down? Do you go, hey, I really love this thing about seventy five percent. I'm going to write from that point of view, or are you like a Demuro where do I you try have different to put scales it, that you? No, I try to put it like if it's just like a supercar review, which is I, mean, I don't mean to like downplay that. Like right. it's, writing a supercar review for road tracks pretty awesome. I try to put it in context. I have a lot of experience driving supercars right. from all different generations, and I try to put the car. You know, a supercar is about the technology and the performance, but it's also about the experience and the heritage. And like, for instance, that Lamborghini um, Ultima that I drove, that Aventador I had at Bill's a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, the gray mm-hmm. one, you know, that's a very outdated car. You know, it's old architecture, old transmission. It's clunky compared to the new GT3 or whatever, but it's still culturally incredibly relevant Mm -hmm. and so i try to write from that perspective when it's you know i just did this thing uh uh what's really fun about the the new road and track the mike guy era of road and track they've cut the number of issues in half okay six issues a year instead of 12 they're going to be more like paperback coffee table books thicker more room for the uh, photography to Mm -hmm. breathe there's a magazine called the road rat uh, that came out a couple years ago I've got a few in there that really started this a triple zero is another one there Hodinkee yeah like where it's it's, you know better paper Mm -hmm. and fewer ads and better photography and really really leaning into the craft of it as opposed to being this sort of flimsy paper monthly thing um, so the the issues are themed, which I like because it allows you to uh, take an angle and find a story. So mm-hmm. um, the next issue is called analog, right? Something that a lot of us are seeking in our cars. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have three stories in this book. I've got GT4 RS. I've got the Lamborghini Ultima. Oh, and I just did um, – Two days ago, I rented a racetrack in Apple Valley, and I had my friend John Bothwell from Persang. You know John? No. He's like a dude from. He's like out of the thirties. He's like a fucking. <laughs> he's great. He he has. He's a Model T enthusiast. Oh, he's is got that why you d- were in those? Yeah. The so, first four by four. Right. So he was. Off-roader. So he brought. He had two. Uh, Period modified Model Ts. One wow. was modified in period using for to be the ultimate off roader, the yeah. Model T Raptor. Wow! So it had twelve speeds and big, big for the time, big tires mm-hmm. and metal wheels and upgraded drum brakes and a better radiator. Just shit for off roading. And then he had another one that was a race car, mm-hmm. and it looked kind of like a Mercer race about, you know, where it's like two, two. two rails and a chair basically and these two extreme opposites started in the middle as the same car right you know the same and th- and this 
Inve- they invented the aftermarket with the Model T. A Mercer was like eight thousand dollars. A Model T was two hundred and fifty wow. bucks. Yeah. And so the race car one had a gas pedal, which was novel at the time, and a, this V-shaped radiator for extra cooling. And the whole engine was moved a foot back in the chassis, mm-hmm. and just all this, you know, race race stuff. Yeah. And so I got to drive both, you know, back to back and explore what the aftermarket. The, the creation of the the aftermarket and the American tuning culture around the the Model T, which democratized performance and you know all it took was like two neighbors to roll up next to each other in the same Model T mm-hmm. for one of them to go. I need to change mine a that little bit. That was the beginning. You know? and, yeah. um, they had these catalogs that I've seen that are really, really thick and so many parts. I mean, you think you think that you could modify a Mustang or a Porsche today? Yeah. Like, fucking no. I mean, a, lo- a lot of people don't know those rubber testicles came from the original <laughs> the Model, Model T accessory yeah. catalog. They were horse nuts. They the were. <laughs> and there was a, like an Amish playboy lady with all her clothes on also from so, that same catalog. So that, that story is coming out as well. And it's like, you know, as analog as cars That's get. That's exciting a lot of ways to die so i get to do i get i, I pitch that so i get to do stuff like that amazing yeah, amazing cool. yeah road how and many road and track guys are out here in la is it just you um yeah because mike's in new york mike's in new york couple are in michigan mm-hmm. um couple are up north yeah I, I think i'm the i think i'm the la guy and they lean into Old media, they lead into the paper pages. Yeah, I mean, they have the website, obviously, mm-hmm. as well. Is and there a whole different team that does that, or are you involved is in that? There's a different team, but I will be writing one That's where story. Travis is, right? Travis is running, yeah, the editorial for when. Right, Travis. Kowalski. I just wrote my Nissan 400, or it's not 400, just the new Nissan Z. I just wrote that for the website. So I'm going to ask you about the GT4 RS in a minute. Yeah, we can do that. Let's talk about collecting cars. Collecting cars. Edward Lovett. And Chris Harris. That's right. I'm, I make sure to put Ed Lovett first, just in case Chris Harris hears. He this. just uh, tagged me in an Instagram post for this car right here. Is that the yellow CGT. Yeah, I saw yep. that one. 2005 Porsche Carrera GT. There are rare supercars, and then there are rare supercars. Is there something special about that yellow one? This I mean, Porsche beyond Carrera being a Carrera has only 89. Oh wait, uh, this Porsche GT is one of just 89 cars that left the factory in faience yellow, otherwise it's a known as color. Yellow. <laughs> it is exciting to drive. It is to look at with the race red. I think they mean race ready. 5.7 liter V8, V10. The greatest sound in all of automotive. I will tell you. I've driven them. I would. I, I shouldn't have hyped these because I was hyping them when they were going down. The going, key hey, is there's to nothing buy like them these. and then hype them. <laughs> then hype them. Buy, buy first, then hype. I was just yeah. like, there's nothing like this car. Yeah. And if you're going to have a Porsche co- uh, collection, you got some money, you got to have one. And then they went pop. 604 horsepower. Sure, they're a little tricky out of first gear, but whatever. Nothing sounds like this. This car has been with the seller for seven years and has uh, detailed service history during their ownership. The original Pilot Sport tires fitted to the Carrera GT left something to be desired, so bidders will be pleased to know this car has newly <laughs> fitted. I know what you're thinking about right now. Set up in good. Improved, I'm thinking no good. rated Michelin Pilot <laughs> Super Sport cars. Now, where was there a big Carrera GT accident? You that read had something you read to the, do with the tires. You read the first half of that sentence, and I went, "Oh no!" It said the original <laughs> I tires. I was like, "No." We all no. thought of something. <laughs> Don't think about it. Don't say it. The factory specs. Blah blah blah. 
This is a great car. If you have the money, get it Wednesday, May 11th. It closes for bids. They also have uh, something for everybody. 2008 Porsche 911 Turbo Cab. Here it is. Look at that. Nice California turbos car. with manual transmissions are hot property right now. So this 997 Turbo Cab is a great find with a three-pedal gearbox uh, in rare macadamia, macadamia metallic. I don't even know. Is that a brownie? Yeah, it's with it's, a sand that's, beige. That's Porsche speak for D's nuts brown. Yeah, there you go. 997 uh, zero to sixty in three point seconds, one hundred ninety-four top speed. This 911 is fifty-one thousand miles. So there you go. That's good, good driver. driver quality yep. with a, and a convertible too. You can save money with a with a rag top. Uh, the, the the real enthusiasts. You want some cool stuff? Go to collectingcars.com. Um, you want to sell your car? You can list it for free and have a global audience. All right. I just saw a yellow Carrera GT at the uh, Audrain collection last month. That color is aggressive <laughs> in those cars. It is really, really. You're not going to be missed in a yellow CGT. They're going to see you coming. I drove the yellow Audi R8 and really loved the yellow. Oh, yeah. On it. it just made Isn't me Isn't that happy. a nice car? Yeah. It's a really, really nice, nice car. car. I mean, it's like a, nice. it's like a Huracan that's just so much more comfortable. Because, um, you know, the R8 has five extra inches of wheelbase, yeah. and all of it goes into the passenger compartment. Right. So you get, extra, you get so much more space. I just found it driving. I have a kind of goofball city drive now, so bumpy Melrose into yeah. Paramount Studios area, right? And it's, it's good at and that. And I found it was just perfect, quiet. It didn't make a lot of noise. When, and then when I got on the highway, I wanted to open it up. And it made, it, perfect thing. It's a very nice car. The exterior design, just a little, we could update it. We can make it cooler. But it's not bad. Update. Didn't five, hate it. Maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You could make a badass. I thought they uh, were actually going to stop making those. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm surprised they uh, still have press cars. I thought it was, right, I thought it was the end of the line. That. Um, um, here, wait. Now, you, let's talk about GT4 RS. You okay. know I'm getting one. Zuckerman and I are getting Oh, you are? One. Yes. Cool. Thanks to Corey Billard, Burt Smith Porsche. Sweet. We're going to keep saying his name. They're awesome. Um, you drove it? Yeah. Street and drive? track. Tell me everything you know. I drove it on Willow Springs. Okay. And I drove it on the road for six days. Okay, who else was there at this Willow Springs event, and why wasn't I there? Was it just you? Uh, it wasn't just me, but it was a small event. They only have two. They They've, only have two. They only have two. They're both Euro cars. They have a yellow non-white sock, and then the, uh, the, the blue-gray um, oh, yeah, with white sock. The, the show car. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So there's only, there were only two in the, in the country. So they were, And the only reason I got to do a second go yep. was because of the the road and track that business card is excellent oh good because otherwise i would have only had the track yeah drive you needed and not... help getting press cars <laughs> i mean <laughs> you're know, already doing fine no i know but like and and you know but it's nice of them to invite to me you, to right? the to the to the track event yes. that was good i got a video out of it yeah, yeah. two videos out of it wow. but the the road and track piece got me six days on the street with it which mm. I thought was all right. Well, tell me. Well, let's start. You get into. You sit down in the car. It is the best modern Porsche. Period. I have a GT3 Touring. Better? It's better. It's better. Yeah, Why? it's better because size. The size. The size. It, it fundamentally has the same amount of space in the driver's compartment, but mm -hmm. the rest of the car is smaller. Mm -hmm. It's better to place on the canyon roads. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I love the 992s. I really do. I had the Turbo S lightweight last week, and mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, but GT4 RS, you know, it's the best engine they've got, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Paired with arguably the best gearbox they've got. Mm -hmm. Put in the best chassis they've got. 
<laughs> What's the weight? Is it different? The weight is than a GT3. It's lighter. It's lighter. Yeah, it's lighter. It's oh. like 80, 90 pounds lighter than a GT3. Okay. Um, the airbox is in the cabin. You share a physical airspace with the airbox itself, and the air intakes are in the cabin. So they get rid of the court rear quarter windows. Those right. are the air intakes, and the air goes right behind your head into the air box that's sitting here. So do you have to have your windows open? No, it's it's loud. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's just loud. loud. Oh yeah, it's loud. Wow, but it's, it's good loud. It's good loud. It's good loud. Wow. Yeah, there's no other car that sounds like this. You know, the GT3 Touring is a little bumpy on the road. The yes, tires are a little loud. What, and did this, you notice that in this car? The 4RS is it's an RS product. It is. It's, yeah, so it's it's, it's harsh on the street. It right, is right. It's in the canyons. It's great on the track. It's incredible. Um, and when the tarmac is good, it's good. But on the on the L.A. freeways, it's it's rough. It's a little noisy. It's right? rough. Right. I even said in, in my, you know, you got to bring a bib because if you try and have a tumbler of coffee, wow, you're gonna spill that shit all so over. So it's, it's that rough. bumpy. It's rough. Yeah, wow. it's rough. It is. But it's an it's an RS product. I mean, it's a pure RS product, and they're all stiff. I mean, the to two RS is not. It's a little less stiff than the nine. No, sorry, it's a little stiffer. Than the GT2 RS on the street, mm -hmm. it's about the same as the new GT3. Maybe, a yeah, about the same. It's it's um, it's um, it's not. You wouldn't buy one to to daily drive. You wouldn't you wouldn't want one because not only is it stiffer, you can feel there's less sound deadening, mm -hmm. so you can hear the like the gravel hitting the oh, inside of the fender wells. It's an RS product. Yeah, I yeah. mean through and through an RS product. But um the shorty gears, I mean the ratios are perfect. You know, because all the magic and 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 you you know from the GT3, uh, but even more so in this car because of that airbox, mm -hmm. all the magic happens between seven and nine thousand RPM. If you don't shift past seven, you're not you're not doing it. You're mm -hmm. not. I mean, it still sounds nice. It still is good. It still is balanced. It still has amazing brakes, amazing steering feel, amazing all that stuff, but. If you're not revving the absolute snot out of it, you're not getting your money's <laughs> worth. And it'll it'll take it. I mean, at this track days, there was four or five journalists there plus Pat Long, and we were beating the balls off these cars. It was hot. Wow. And we were beating on them so hard, and they're just – they couldn't care less, these cars. That's what a Porsche GT engine is for, is for just smashing the rev limiter, wow. and it just doesn't care. Between 7 and 9, a sound comes out of this car, not inside. A sound comes into the car that is that will make you tingle. Really? It is so good. It sounds like you've, you've been in a McLaren F1. It sounds like that. Mm -hmm. Where it's just this this mechanical harmony, mm -hmm. you know, um, combined with that wah of, the, of an engine that's got oh like the carbs. You know, you ever drive like an old V12 carbed mm -hmm. Countach or something? It's like that meets that Porsche chain wine meets like the valve and it's just all sh being shot into your ears it's so great do you think this they're gonna you know there's they're rumored uh 
the sport classic they announced. Yeah, I saw it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. GT4S cooler? If I only had to pick, it depends. If I wanted something I took out every weekend <laughs> and only drove in the canyons yeah. or only took the track days, GT4RS. You could you could daily drive the Sport Classic. Right. You know, that's that's the the 4RS is not a good daily driver. It's okay. just it's not. Extreme fun. I don't recommend it. It is like sensory overload, fizz, motorsport wow. theater. It's the extreme of those things. That's exciting. Um, but you don't, you, you wouldn't have, you, it wouldn't even be fun to daily drive. Right. It's just rough. Right. It's just rough and feels like a race car. Mm -hmm. um, GT3 RS, the last one, that wasn't so fun to daily drive. It felt like a race car too. I got out of our GT3 Touring into the GT2 RS and I felt like I was in a Mercedes sedan. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, boy, this is a comfortable car. It also felt smaller and yeah. small for the first time. Well, and so now and if went, you get in the Cayman, you go, Whoa. oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me... You know, my car went into the ocean. Right. <laughs> Expensive coral I've reef. got – so I have an update on that. Um, they're, they're building me a new one. Mm -hmm. In theory, mid-July. In of theory, I'll have it of, 20, of 2030. Yeah. Of 2030. So first, they ran out of ceramic brakes. And they right, said the no Ukraine. ceramic brakes. Right. Then the wiring harness thing, right? They, but they got the, the – with the ceramics, they got them back, Right. No. I just ordered ceramics. Right. For a 23 model year build. Right. Yeah. They canceled them for all 22s. I see. I see. Now, I found a workaround. Which is? Deman, who's doing the engine for me, mm -hmm. his, his shop builds race cars, and they take them off a lot of cars. Oh, wow. So he had a brand- What do you mean? Why? Uh, the, the guys who do a lot of track days, they like to take off ceramics and go to steels. Because they uh, are cheaper to replace, I honestly. Okay, um, and they don't and and they don't care about things like brake dust and stuff like that. A really good set of track steel brakes, mm -hmm. if you're really building a race car, will suit your needs better than the ceramics. The ceramics are really great for the enthusiasts like us mm -hmm. who want to drive the car hard and not replace the brake pads and not have the brake dust, that kind of thing. But for actual like track junkies, the so so anyway, this guy takes off ceramics from brand new cars so he got a set of rotors from a 2018 gt4 they're identical to what's in the current one mm -hmm. and then i got one of the four remaining sets of ceramic calipers from the parts department in germany wow so i i now have an engine on a stand <laughs> a, a box full of aftermarket gears mm -hmm. and a box of ceramic brakes sitting in demand <laughs> waiting for this car so my car is going to be more street oriented than the rs right my car is going to be more power but it, but it not rev quite as high because mm -hmm. it's a stroker engine, right? So, and I'm gonna do you know stick shift, and I'm doing the comfort comfort seats. So for my personal use case and my personal dollars invested, the thing that we're building will make me happier than the RS would be because I'm not in my personal life gonna maximize what the RS does. The best. Having said that, if you can get an allocation for a 4RS, you should. You absolutely should. Yeah. No reason not to. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's a great What color great are you guys color. getting? Do you know? Uh, it's a secret. Okay. We did, you know, a low-key uh, 
livery for the GT3 Touring, and this one we took some time with it and made it a little nutty and made it fun. So. I will say the 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 sock package is very expensive, and I could not feel the difference driving the car compared to the non sock I want a level beyond sock You got sock with magnesiums. We went past. We we did some special wishes stuff. You'll oh, see cool. It. All right. It's cool. It's right. fun. But um. We just thought, why not? We know it's going to be a winner. But then, you know, it's other stuff. What what have you heard about STs? What have you heard about these other, you know? I've heard about the Dakar. Okay. Which is the, the Safari. Who's the building that? Safari. Exclusive department? I don't know anything GT beyond department? the fact that it, I don't think it's GT. I think it's a regular production. Is there a new car. Safari department? <laughs> well, they're calling it Dakar. <laughs> the they're Dakar. not calling it Safari. Yes. Um, but it... it I I have gotten some unofficial confirmations that it's going to be built. Wow. Does that um, excite you? Have yeah, you? it's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. It's going to be awesome. Isn't it amazing all the things they're making all of a sudden? Yeah. It's crazy. When you're that profitable, it's what you should do with it. It's yeah, good. you just you get something and then you're waiting for the next thing. It's never ending. I'm glad that I don't have the keeping up with the Joneses gene regarding modern cars. I'm, I think my job spoils me that yeah, I get right. between the cars and the Bob's watches. Yeah. You know, you get the taste. Yeah. And then right when it wears off, you give it back, especially with Bob's. Like, getting a box in the mail from Bob's of a demo, it's just like I bought it. It is exactly like it. And, I, and for we a month, I get this new watch vibe. Is you that know? what you're wearing about? Yeah, I got right a now? Sky Dweller this month, which, Beautiful. which I, I like, but I'm glad I'm demoing it because yeah. I'm not I thought I would be like in love with it right. and want to buy it, and I'm actually not. It's actually very hard to tell time on. I think this may be even harder to tell time than a Daytona. I continue to uh, take out like the uh the Daytona one one six five zero zero, the new white Daytona, mm-hmm. and then I return it and then ask for it back. <laughs> I just keep doing it. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just owning the same watch. Did you see the ridiculous mother of pearl <laughs> yacht master I got like last month? From them? Yeah. Full gold yacht wow. master with a Tahitian mother of pearl dial. It was amazing. Have you started thinking about, you know, with all the street crime that you read about, I don't know if it's real or not, but do you start you know, I have found that I'm starting to cover up my wrist when I'm walking around. I consider circumstances. I consider circumstances, I consider circumstances, right? Yeah, I do think that those stories are, they're not overblown. It's not like they're made up and not mm-hmm. happening. But I think the uh, the media coverage of stuff like that is is outsized. You know, if the watch gets stolen, they make you pay for it. Did you know oh, that? Have you read Bob's? Their, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bob's. No, I have do. Have you read I that contract? <laughs> yes, I did. I read... I read it for the first time, man. I, I don't, like, oh, I don't, uh, I, I don't wear it in the high risk situations. <laughs> no, I know well, what you you're mean, wearing a hundred thousand dollar watch. Yep. That's a big hit if you lose it. I know. <laughs> and I was up skiing with one, <laughs> wiping out, you know, splattering yard sale. Lucky yeah. the watch stayed on my head. <laughs> hey, listeners, this probably won't surprise you, but I've uh, never been a big art guy. I mean, unless you consider bumper stickers works of art. I didn't write that joke. <laughs> that is until I learned that Picasso painting sold for over $100 million in 2021. That's a lot of zeros, folks. Mm-hmm. Not only that, art price appreciation has outpaced the S&P 500 since 1995. So when the market takes a hit, uh, which it's been doing this week, a well-diversified art portfolio might not. Which isn't that surprising considering some billionaires like Matt Farah have been laughing all the way to the bank and investing in art for centuries. 
Have you seen the Dali in my bathroom? Yeah. Uh, he's got three of them in his bathroom, and one is a, a urinal pad. It's just there. You just hit that. That's the target. But this should really put a smile on your face. Now you can get uh, just like Jeff Bezos. Um, and I'm not talking about having a messy divorce. Jeez, guys. Not, is that written? <laughs> That's written. <laughs> I'm not talking about busting unions and I, have a messy divorce. Got an office near me in Santa Monica Airport. I don't know why I want to be harassing Jeff Bezos in my masterwork set. <laughs> I'm talking about investing in blue chip artwork with Masterworks. Masterworks is unlocking the once exclusive contemporary art market so you can add paintings from iconic artists like Warhol. Yes, I would buy that. Basquiat and Banksy, two, three of my favorites. And Masterworks is even going to give my listeners priority access to the newest offerings. Just go to masterworks.io slash spike911. Masterworks.io slash spike911. See important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash cd. Spike 911. Oh. And slash disclaimer, I guess. I, I was, you know, cool. I wasn't kidding about the dolly in the bathroom. You really have one? In oh, here? You, uh, uh, well, like you, a, pe- a pencil sketch. It's like a, it's like a, an etching. Yeah. Do you not know about the mystery dolly? No. Oh, I never told you the story? I don't think so. So when we, when I got married three I years ago. Dolly. Um, all like, you know, basically if you people out there don't know now wedding gifts and red everything is just done and mailed no one brings anything to the wedding right right? so so for like a couple months we're getting shit in the mail from the from the registry and from whatever right and gifts and and this box shows up it's like a crate wooden crate shows up at my house and there's a fucking dolly in it wow and it's like in this, you know, like gilded, like, you know, art gallery frame, certificate of authenticity from some gallery in the East Coast. There's no note. Wow. There's no card. There's no anything. Right. And Hannah, uh, my wife, was really organized in terms of her spreadsheets of, you know, who got us what mm-hmm. gifts so that she could write thank we could write thank you notes. Of and, course. And whatever, as you as you should be with yes. these types of things. Nobody on the fucking list was like missing. Like there was no blood. <laughs> so this Dali shows up and we and for like a, I call the gallery, I left them two messages. They never called me back. Wow. And I have absolutely no idea where it came from. And we called it the mystery Dali. And it's literally, it's hanging. You still don't know? So I do know now, like Uh a year and a half later, my one friend who was invited to my wedding but didn't come, couldn't come, he goes, hey, did you ever get that painting? (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was like. What? And he goes, yeah, I remember from high school that you thought Dali was cool. Yeah. Like my, literally my friend from high school. And he sent me this. And I was like, dude, we've had That's a huge for, gift. That's a huge gift. <laughs> I mean, they're not like multi-million dollar paintings. Those are a few thousand bucks. Yeah, they're, in the, few, they're even, in the thousands, right. It's it's like a, it's like probably five figures. Yes. And this guy says it yes. to me. And then like, I, I don't, with no- What does your friend do? That he's, he's got a movie that kind of scratch. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Wow. He, what, uh, what movies is he making? He made a, he's making something right now that's about- um, Salvador Dali. <laughs> no. His last movie Art was pretty good. Theft? His last movie was called uh, Ingrid Goes West. It was uh-huh. like a Sundance movie about uh, this like Instagram stalker chick with Aubrey Plaza was in it. She's- Lovely. She is lovely. I've met her a few yeah. times. Yeah. She's he's working on a new one right now that I can't remember the name of, but he's a movie producer. And so he sends me this thing. It's, it's and he hang- lives here now. Uh, he's, yeah, bi-coastal. Yeah. Wow. New York and LA. 
but he fucking it's it's hanging what in the bathroom right gift. now. <laughs> and you didn't thank him for a year and a half. I didn't know who to thank. <laughs> Did he explain why there was no card in it? No. What the hell? He, what kind he, of movie producer would do this? He had no explanation. Not, no follow through on the note? I, if I sent someone a painting like that, I'd be fucking <laughs> pissed if they I'd didn't. be delivering it in person. He wasn't mad. He was literally like, hey, did you ever get that, get that Salvador Dali I sent you? <laughs> you know, I think about art a lot. And I, you know, at one point I became really obsessed with like Porsche art and old posters. And mm -hmm. I started buying up. And luckily it was early when stuff really wasn't expensive. And I have some stuff that appreciated the value. But I, you know, I. I found out that I would get obsessed with a poster, you know, and a race for like 1958 yeah. or this Belagon thing. And I'd find it. I would secure it. I would pay for it. And then I never thought about it again. I would hang it up. And then I wouldn't even look at it. Like to, the Would you chase, hang it somewhere where where you'd see it? Or just, I have a ton of stuff. I mean, there's like a ton in the of, hangar. There's some stuff. I have a ton in, of stuff in the hangar. Yeah. I have stuff in my house. I put stuff in my kids' room. But I'm just saying, in general, my trajectory was obsessed, tracked down, mm -hmm. buy, ha frame, hang, never look at it again. I like I, I didn't. You might as well buy NFTs. <laughs> I could, <laughs> and, and I stopped. I stopped doing it, and then I noticed I'm storing a ton of stuff. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing about memorabilia. Like you know, you get it, you, you want it, but then I, I found the stuff that I put in my kids' rooms. I see it in photography. Like if ever if they were taking a goofy picture of the dog, I see it in the background. Mm -hmm. and I go, oh, that's cool, mm -hmm. right? But I have trouble, and so I don't know that I would ever spend because I. If you had a hundred million dollars and you wanted to buy a painting, don't you feel like you're just bragging? You're just going, hey, yeah. hey, our, look, you look know, at our, this. We have a friend in common <laughs> whose name I won't say, but right. he has one of the, he lives in here in LA and he, he has does. one of the biggest Probably private Warhol collections in the world. Really? Like 35 Warhols. That's And he's cool. also got multiple Basquiat's. Really? And they're in his house. Okay, well, that's cool. And I went to his house. Yeah. A friend, uh, one of our other friends brought me over there. I went to his house and as I walked around- What was around, the security system like? <laughs> I walked to Simply Safe. As I walked around the house, I mean, my, my jaw was on the floor. Yeah, that's cool. But I wondered if- if I lived there, if I would stop seeing it after a while and it you would do. just be a thing on the wall. It's like the view. So you're yeah. buying it for other people's enjoyment. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like an ocean view or any other view yeah. after a week. It's just like, It's yeah. just there, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 it's interesting. I, but there's something cool about that if you if you socialize and folks are coming over. But Sure. Look, I was a photography major in college, so I've got I, – I, not only do I have at my house stuff that I shot you know, from college, it's still hanging in big, large format frames and stuff. But people, I get a lot of pictures from guys like Larry Chan and whatever. And so I end up framing a lot of it and hanging it here or hanging it Were you ever a Walker Evans fan? Uh, I am familiar with Walker <laughs> Evans' depression, work. Uh, depression, depression era, era stuff. Black yeah. and white I, documentation. I really like um, very rich color landscape and architecture like Peter Lick, Michael Fatali, the stuff that's printed on the cybochrome where it really looks like it's like glowing. Yeah. Uh, as a colorblind guy, I'm colorblind. So these hyper-realistic, hyper-vivid colors were always kind of what did Do you get the sense that there's no more photography out there because everybody has an iPhone taking pictures? That it just kind of... It's hard to find really great, really great stuff. It is. Is there anybody out there making money as a... 
an artistic professional photographer at this it's point? T- it's certainly. I mean, I wanted that to be my career. Me too. And the year I graduated. Did you know that about me? I didn't. No. I have two uncles who are professional photographers. Uh-huh. One ta- uh, taught at Columbia, the other taught at Yale, and they taught photography. Yeah. And they were both art photographers. They both Walker Evans fans, which is the only reason I know who Walker Evans is. <laughs> but they, but growing up, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and my dad got me uh, not an internship, but he, he went down to the local wedding photographer. Yeah, you're a photo Brockton. assistant or something. Yeah, and he goes, you can work with him on Saturdays. He'll teach you how to do it. And then I went in the first minute. He goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take some pictures. We're going to do some development. He goes, he goes, you really want to do this for a living? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're not going to make any money. And that was the end of it. <laughs> that was the end of it. I said, what do you mean? I love this. He goes, but you will make no money. If yeah. you're lucky, you'll be here working with me. Yeah. And I went, well, that. That's that sounds not, terrible. Yeah, that sounds yeah. terrible. And he went, honestly, you really shouldn't pursue this. <laughs> he goes, my life is not good. That's, and oh I'm very God. grateful for that guy because I thought my enthusiasm for this yeah. stuff, but in a way, I kind of went into it. I right? tell that to people about writing about cars all the time. Yeah, so. but I went, I mean, photography is kind of like media. It's, yeah. you know, I ended up doing TV and now we're doing movies and that's a oh. version of photography. I, but. I graduated from college in 2004, which is the same year two things happened. First commercially available digital SLR and Craigslist. Wow. And that was the end of well-paid commercial photography. And the beginning of human trafficking. (laughs) Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection. In a simple-to-use spray formula, it will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give you insane levels of death and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for a quick cleanup of light dust and fingerprints and all the things that fall from Bill's Malibu kitchen trees. <sighs> My Countach got crapped on on Me Sunday. Me too. There's that tree now up yeah. by the exit. You know, they cut the tree down where they used to live and that was in the center yeah. and now they moved to the big pine tree <laughs> yeah. and now if you exit on Bill's side you get destroyed. Yep. I destroyed uh, Zuckerman's GT2 RS <laughs> which I feel bad about. Worst Jerry in a 1959 perfectly restored Carrera GT Oh no! We both got hit. But thank God for the Graphene 303 line of protection products. It really did work. I sprayed my nano spray coating after I washed it off and the car looked just beautiful and Zuckerman said I wish you had have told me that story, but I'm glad the car looks nice, but I can't get it out of my brain. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating gives professional protection uh, and an easy-to-use formula. Go to 303radio.com for more information. 303radio.com for more information. It's also available at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and Walmart. You were. Uh, Did you see uh, Jay wrote about uh, Jay Leno? Yeah, he wrote about. He can write. <laughs> he wrote. Just joking. He's got a column in Haggerty every month. He does. Yeah. Wow. How does he get all this stuff done? I mean, I don't know. But he He's... wrote about. He wrote about bills. He did. He, yeah, he wrote about the the situation. Oh wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. What did he say? Oh, the situation where the police are. Yeah, just like the whole, you know, that he likes going to cars and coffees and likes talking to people and whatever. And you may, you know, you leave a spot for him. And he he said that. Yes. Oh my God, but, how sweet. But that you know, he said it's 
he said it's like that he his, how dumb it was people the you know the headlines obviously take the celebrity's right, name right. first yes and he he was saying that how dumb it they're calling it like Jay Leno and pals yes he's like as if I was leading a procession <laughs> of cars you know to bills and they're saying like how would you like it if we all parked in your lawn he's like I'm I'm not on your lawn lady I'm I'm in a parking lot I'm parking in a space that's meant for parking like, we are old guys getting coffee and yeah. our legs hurt from standing and we just sit and we look at cars and I have a new hat it's a- still going on I mean I haven't been out in a couple weeks but it, it's it, still going everybody's on. still showing up it's everyone shows up between 10 and 1002 right 10 between 10 and 1002 it's 150 it's cars right. instant I was told that I don't promote it anymore so let me promote it right now <laughs> come any Sunday to the Malibu Country Mart and there's always cars to look at starting at 10 a.m. and make sure you buy something at Bill's of the Malibu Kitchen. <laughs> Audi's going to be there with a new A3. Did they call you about that? Uh, someone did ask yeah. me about bringing it They here. said, look, I we're said, not... Don't, I said, don't use my name. Bring whatever you want, but I didn't tell you to show up. <laughs> they were like, you want one? I think it's next weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah it's this weekend. Yeah. They're going to have the new A3. They, they wanted us all to drive A3s. I'll drive an A3. I've got that Lucid... I said, uh, which is the perfect uh, perfect hack because I can oh, I can be like I need to go to the Chargers and they can let me they have to let me in. I want to hear Sorry. about the Lucid. It's cool. Yeah. Have you been around one or driven one yet? Well, you know, I have a friend who's got one. I, I've been reading a lot about their they're having trouble making them. They've been putting, yeah. There's a, there's been supply chain issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what do you think? They're getting parts on Amazon. Is yeah, that yeah, what you yeah, just yeah. said? Is yeah. that for real? Oh, for real. Yeah. That's In hilarious. fact, I think it was the drive that broke the story. Somebody did. But <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were they 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 spoke to six people who were working there. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, confidentially. Yeah. But six different people. I think three. One is still there. The other five were not working there and they oh, were just no. like it's madness startup madness starting a new car company but must be very hard right especially now. right now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but but you know but you know uh, you like it right you're rooting for them to succeed or not i'm rooting for them to succeed i like it uh it is a very cool product i mean the styling i really like i think it's very french deco if you said this is the new citroen DS, I would mm-hmm. be like, yes, of course it is. Um, it's very comfortable. It's obviously, you know, very fast. I've, I've got the fast one. It's 1,100 horsepower, wow. which is just, you know, crazy. Um, which charges up to how many miles? This thing has, in, in, in the range is 440 miles, and they have the long range. This is not the long range one. This is the high, the performance. The range one apparently is 520 miles. Which only and, has only quote air quotes has nine hundred horsepower. And will it still charge overnight, or is that sure? Yeah, that linked up for a couple of days. No, no. I mean, it you has. Know what I mean, you it know, has I a big a battery. Tesla, pack. I wake up in the morning. It's it's ready to go. It will charge at the same speed as a Tesla. Okay. Uh, from a level two, if you've got a home charger, yeah. it'll charge at the same same okay. speed. It has a slightly bigger battery than a Tesla Plaid, mm-hmm. but it is also a little. A little bit, the, what it's a uh, miles per kilowatt hour is how they they judge that. Mm-hmm. It is slightly more efficient. It's very slightly. I mean, it's like, you know, a a point oh five percent or something more efficient. They say, than because of the aerodynamics and the blah 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 blah. Right. It's it's very it's the most efficient of the 
high performance EVs according to them. And I, is, I have no way of fact checking that. And how is it inside? Silent and lovely and luxurious, yeah. or is yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we probably should probably should let you poke around before the show so you could judge for yourself. But um, the I've one I have I, I is a early car. It's a very early pre-production mm-hmm. car. So it's the build quality feels really nice. The materials are nice. The massage seats are great. Um, the computers uh, are a little slow uh, to respond to touches, um, but I have been assured that the production cars are much faster. This thing has like 7,000 miles on it, which for any press car is a very old car, yeah, yeah. Um, especially for a company like Lucid with a startup. Um, but the the way it, it shows very little signs of wear on the leather, on the other materials mm-hmm. for being a 7,000 mile press car. Um, it's when I drove it in the canyons, the first time I drive it, I had like an hour and I was just like, okay, how do I put it in drive? How do I put it in fast? And now I drive. So dynamically, I was really impressed. It's fast. It's planted. The brakes are great. The ride quality is really good. Um, all that stuff is great. Um, it had, I drove in a pissing rainstorm and it really performed really well. Driving it around the road in traffic, trying to futz with the radio, Mm -hmm. trying to type in a GPS coordinates, trying to like do things while I'm driving. It's not quite as intuitive as Tesla or Rivian. Tesla and Rivian have very similar UI. And those are like- Urinary tract infection. Urinary tract infection, yes. They both do the UIs really, really, really slick. It's what is UI? The user interface. Oh, the touchscreen. Right. The touchscreen. The way you select a radio station mm-hmm. or type in a nav ad- address or basics. They do a great, great mm-hmm. job. Both those companies do. The Rivian screen is really fast, too. Um, this one, it's just not quite as intuitive. And I've only had it for one day. I have it for a week, so I'll let you know at the other end of it if I get a but little more used to it. they can update that, right? They can. They have. I've been assured the new computers are faster and have updates. They but need to. Huh? They need to. Did you talk to Tony about his? No, I'm just, I, I hear what you, those little details yeah. matter in these mm-hmm. cars. They really matter a lot. You want it, You want them thinking they're ahead of you in what you want, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah and yeah. as they update, you want to go, oh, I didn't know I needed that. I yeah. Didn't know that. You don't want to think you're behind where I'm at. Yeah. Right. Um, so um, they kind of, they said, you know, and I and I believe them. I don't think they're lying. I th- they said, "Look, we can g- we'll give you this car for a week, but it's an early build, so right, you got to give right. us a little bit of benefit of the doubt for some of this stuff." And so I will. Fair enough. I will. Um, but I do like driving it. People who see it on the street love it. Mm-hmm. People are like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, I took it to the forum last night to see Pearl Jam, and everybody in the parking lot was like, "Whoa!" You know, it's that gold. That's the Pearl Jam color. audience. <laughs> Pearl Jam was great last night. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. They what were, is that? They were great last night, and I saw Bert Kreischer at the Greek two nights ago. Oh yeah, killed, killed. Did you tackle him? He, is everyone, you know, everybody's got a joke about that now. What's the joke? Here, let me hear Just, some. None of them were good. That's the problem. Everyone, like Chris Rocks was, is that Will Smith? That's the best one. That was the best one. That was the best one. The Like, but uh, Bert, you know, Bert and then Mark Normand and Sam Marill opened for Bert. And all three of them 
did jokes about it and none of them none of them were good and then last <laughs> night i'm at pearl jam and fucking eddie vetter's like i'm not telling any fucking jokes so don't jump off and i'm like oh eddie it not, no someone maybe will eventually have a good joke about it but it hasn't really happened yet. i love all the people saying this is the beginning of the end of comedy <laughs> It's one fucking crazy guy. It's, no, it's one two. crazy, two it's crazy, two crazy guys. guys. Well, one happens to be a celebrity who won an Oscar, and the but other is people have been getting attacked on stage forever. Imagine forever. disguising a knife as a gun. People get <laughs> people get shot on stage. Yeah. It has been going on forever. It's been going. Yeah. On. I like the knife, the rubber gun, and and then the knife on the end. I thought that was that was fun. I mean, that's like it was a clever. <laughs> kind of way to show there is absolutely no security yeah, that was the Hollywood trying role. to prove <laughs> I got a gun and a knife together and look I get it right through I've That's, never right you get searched when you go through the you now do. I'm thinking about every you time do. there's metal through, detectors yeah there's yeah. metal detectors but you know what happens I have this, but, I have a belt that I wear always yeah. just a regular ass belt mm-hmm. and every airport metal detector it sets off so let's take it off of the airport mm-hmm. right it has never once set off one of these stadium yeah. or theater venue metal detectors ever. Yeah. The same belt. They're not good. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attack Yo-Yo Ma this weekend at the Hollywood Bowl. Tackle <laughs> him on Fuck your cello! <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma, stop him! Stop him! Go cut his cello strings with your knife that looks like a gun. <laughs> I thought it was so weird when Chappelle was like, stomp him, stomp him, and then everybody is stomping the guy in full view of the audience. So I called Zuckerman up and I said, hey, this, you know, this, this little extra beat of, of this guy after he tries to stab Chappelle, and then Chappelle calls for him to be stomped, and then he's beaten up and his arm is broken. Like, I don't think he What's broke What's the it. liability there? What's the liability? Yeah. I what said, this did, what did Zuckerman que- say? I said, this is a good question, right? And I read it by Jerry. He goes, oh, that's a good one. What is it? And he goes, uh, and Jerry and I were on both sides of it. I said there was a lot of liability there, and uh, it's a valid case. And Jerry says, not a chance. And, and Zuckerman said, you're both right. Yeah. He goes, if this were on the law school exam, yeah. you would say cut and dry liability case. It was violence after the moment. Sure. You're, he's no longer right. a threat, and now it's retribution. It's retribution. Right, right, right. right. He goes, in a courtroom, I would never take the case, but if I did take it, a jury uh, might award him. Yeah. But he, they would give him zero dollars. Yeah. Right? And the jury would hate him, therefore- I You would, had it coming. I would never take the case. Yeah. I would never take the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I, though it could run afoul of the law. Sure. Really interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I should have gone to law school. <laughs> I mean- I mean, that, That's about as I mean isn't as isn't a lot of a, a lot of the law and not to impugn lawyers, but a lot of the law Let's, is like common sense, right? It's like how do you Zuckerman always has a great point of view. Yeah. You know, he it's like a doctor on the front lines or a police officer on the front lines. They see things very differently than we take them in through media and yeah. digest them. And that was a perfect example. Sure. Of this is what really happens here. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. We get a, we get no dollars from it. <laughs> yeah. Um before you go. What else you got? I, I you know I don't want to wrap up yet. I just think okay. I heard you talking about this car, and I don't know what you're talking about. This 992 Turbo S Lightweight. What is that? What What is that? Oh, it's like an option package. It's like a $10,000 option package for the Turbo and S. And how much weight does it take? 80. Out? 80 pounds. 80 pounds. You, could you feel it? No. Absolutely not. 
<laughs> well, then you were saying the GT4 RS was 80 pounds lighter than the GT3 Touring, but that you're not feels... feeling the weight; you're feeling the size. You're feeling the you're size. feeling the size. Right. Yeah, the, the size makes more of a difference. I mean, look, and if I drove the two cars immediately back to back, could yes. I feel the difference? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But the turbo, the difference with this lightweight kit for the Turbo S, it's no back seat, right? But That's rear rear bad. seat delete. Yeah. Yeah. Buckets. Yep. Light, light glass. Mm-hmm. Reduced That's sound. Cool. Reduced sound deadening. That's cool too. Yeah. Right? I, like, I like all that. That and a carbon roof. That's your. I like all of that. Yeah, yeah. I Nothing wrong with any I of it. I wouldn't expect it to be quicker. And it's oh, just, and also uh, a manual uh, steering adjuster. No power steering wheel. Power steering, but no. It's a lever to adjust the wheel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Fine. So they save money on that and make yes. money on that. Yes. Wow. And but the them. the difference is if you have a stopwatch. It goes. It runs a nine-second quarter mile. The regular Turbo S will do like a ten-one at one thirty-four. This one does a nine-nine at one thirty-nine. That's significant too. So it is. It is the cheapest, least powerful. Here's a good fact: the cheapest, least powerful car to ever run nines from the factory. It it does a quarter mile the same as the nine eighteen Spider, wow. which was. Over a million dollars, you know, eight years ago, wow. and still, still over a million dollars. Yeah, um, it does zero to thirty in zero point eight seconds. <laughs> it launches hard as a mother. And by the way, that that's that's quicker than a plaid. Yeah, actually, it is. Yes, wow, it's actually it's a tenth quicker than a plaid to thirty to thirty, and then it does zero to sixty in two point one, which matches the wow. plaid. Two one. Two one. Wow. Yeah. This fucking thing rips. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. I'll so, take all I mean, of that. You know, if you're if can your body feel the difference between two three and two one? Not really. Not really. I like that. But I of course you like it. For ten grand. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're we're moving. Wow. You know? And so this thing was uh, the one I drove, the yellow car, uh, which Johnny also drove before me. Um, it smelled like Jew. Johnny uh, Lieberswines. It, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> He's getting COVID again in Miami right now. Is he? F1, oh, the yeah. F1 race? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wore a mask at my the events I've been to because it's fu- everybody's getting COVID right now. It's no bueno. Yeah, I um, have it right now. Great. I got, I, my, I got my second booster. Me too. Two days ago. Yeah, I had to lie and say I had a weakened immune system to get it. They but, don't check. No, nobody checks. I was going in. Listen to this story. This is LA right now. Um, I was going to Saks Fifth Avenue to pick up a Mother's Day gift for my lovely wife tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have much time, but I, I got there 10 minutes before they closed. And as I'm going in, there's a, a, a couple rushing in behind me, right? And uh, I, it's a, it was a middle-aged woman without a mask. And I, uh, it looked like her hotel driver with mm-hmm. a mask. And as we're going in at the same time, he goes, you know, you don't have to wear your mask in there. Oh, she had the mask. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He goes, you don't have to wear your masking there. She goes, no, I do, as we're in the doorway together, because I'm sick right now. Oh. <laughs> and I looked at her, and I went to the guy, mouthed the words, what the fuck? And oh he shook God. his head, and then she just darted in and just, oh, you know, she just felt it was okay. Yeah. I watched her. She's just giving COVID Great. to all the people there. Great. Yeah. Great. That's yeah, no. what I think. That's how people feel about it, right? They just go, yeah. "Well, I'm sick. It doesn't matter. I'll just wear the mask." Ugh. Anyway, I probably have it. <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, Matt Farah, thank you so much uh, for letting me come to your beautiful okay. studio. Thanks for coming by Westside Collective Car Storage. We'll be doing a big cigar smoke soon back up in Baldwin Hills. We'd love to have you back up there to smoke cigars. Sure. With the gang. Sure. Um, maybe one day we'll do a full five-on oh Spikes Car Radio host show. Be very aggressive. It'd be hard. <laughs> I don't know who talks more, to be honest with you. It would Zuckerman I, would sit back, but you and Johnny and Jerry. I think Johnny's probably would top me in Jerry's that. pretty strong too. He'll go, but he'll stop. It, it'd be it'd be interesting thing. And I've never might, I've never done a show with Jerry. Yeah, we should do I a big, I big show. Uh, I haven't been on a. Finding out that he watched my YouTube channel made me very intimidated. He's such a fan of YouTube uh, journalists, yeah. right? Yeah. He's gone through his whole list. I know. Yeah. We've met, he's been talking about him in the show, and someone said he hasn't mentioned Matt Farr. And, and, and uh, I, I think I wrote under that comment, well, that's because he says it in person. That's because, Matt. yeah. <laughs> he's very complimentary to both Matt and to Johnny. Yeah, yeah no, he's a good dude. I, re- go. I respect much, much Well, he respect. wanted to be an automotive writer, too, when he was young. That I was his thing. Doesn't, didn't he write something? He, didn't he write that Carrera GT piece yeah, for somebody? Well, yeah, I was in it. He, yeah, yeah. He and I went to Germany and he did that. Yeah. Um, somebody else I spoke to that was very famous and successful said it was their dream to write about cars. And I was like, why fucking don't you? you anybody would. Yeah, anybody will. Anybody would take a story from someone sure, that famous. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. Forget who it was. Someone someone who hangs out, who's been to Malibu mm-hmm. and was, someone that was like, I don't know, friends with you or something. I forget Just who don't was. ask me to write one. <laughs> <laughs> I like being in the pictures, but <laughs> I will uh, obsess, and then it will ruin a week of my life, mm. and then I'll get it wrong. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I writing is hard for me. Sometimes. Road and track has you know when when you're in the uh, the print side specifically, mm-hmm. you know because print is forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact checkers really go really go oh, through. I it. know. Yeah, yeah. They don't with the web stuff. I they know. didn't. So they they didn't do so much fact checking with the print they really do if i had a good editor who could uh give me some good feedback and help me and you know write half of it when i turn it in that would help <laughs> that would be good mike guy said the one of the nicest things to me which is that you need less editing than almost anybody i've ever worked see with. that's what like, i'm that's afraid great. of yeah see now that's in my head now i'm thinking that yeah. and now if i don't do as good or better than you <laughs> then i'm going to have low self-esteem for well you write move you wrote the soup nazi I'll never write that. I never feel good about them. <laughs> There's never a moment where you go. <laughs> it really isn't. I mean, when I was writing jokes for Weekend Update and one went off and there was you could hear a lot of applause, that was hard to kind of rat fuck myself on. I'd go, all right, well, that worked. But other longer things, uh, like even that episode you just mentioned, on most days I would just go, oh. <laughs> there are better things out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that way about stuff I've done and written mm-hmm. and videos I've made and podcasts I've, I've right, recorded. Right, right. I, I, I get imposter sim- syndrome sometimes. You know? Oh, I was just been reading about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have it. I think I definitely have it. I think I definitely have it. How I just I finished, uh, I read Seth Rogen's book, his new book. It's yeah, called me too. Your Book. Yeah. I thought it was great. So I, Funny. I really thought it was a the funny, best. a really funny book. And Except I bought the autographed edition. It just had a curly cue like Charlie Brown's hair across <laughs> the like top of his forehead. For like three hundred dollars, and I went, "What the hell, Seth?" And he goes, "I was tired that day." I tweeted him, and he responded, "I was tired." That he goes, day. I was tired that day. 
Right. But yeah, what were you going to say about the book? He has imposter syndrome? No, no, but he talks about, you know, uh, being, you know, even though he's already been successful and he's had some success, he's put in the room with certain people and he's yes. like, what am I even doing here? Yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah. And yeah. I've been around long enough to know a lot of people in the room are thinking that about you and other people too, but it still doesn't help yours. Yeah. Right. You're always like, and, and, and it's, it's part of it's good because yeah. it keeps you working hard and it really makes you examine what you're doing, but then it can also just go wrong. With cars, I feel like that um, when I talk to Jason Camisa, yeah. you know Camisa? Yeah, I don't know him, but I know his work. You know his work. I like he's it. great. I mean, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He, he has like, you know in wine, there's like super tasters? You know, like yeah. the super sommeliers? Like he's right. like a super taster for cars. Yes. And so I'm pretty good at my job and I, I, I'm proud of my work, but like he... He'll feel things in a car and notice things in a car, and I'll be like, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, like, am I, there you go. Do I actually suck at this? Like, Compare despair. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah. It's the comparing and the despairing. And people, yeah. we do that in the car business. And there's the famous story, and apologize for saying it again, but Jerry and I were once in identical Contagreen 70Ss, both under 10,000 miles. And we were on the Hollywood freeway, and I looked over, and I thought, I want his car. <laughs> It was the same. It was the same car. Yep, and that's compared to spirit. That's very funny. That's our show this week, kids. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.